NBA Australia. How you going? It's NBA Australia. It's Friday. Friday. TGIF, am I right? December 10. All day. And I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a writer for whoever will pay me that sweet, sweet folding stuff. Here in Larry Armour Studios, hanging out, giving you the lowdown on all the ins and outs of a uh, particularly interesting NBA season. I'll tell you that much. Uh, we're here repping Australia a bit. That's what we do. We don't take things too seriously, do we? Nah, we don't, Jimmy. We leave that for the nerds. Uh, very chill NBA day today. Loved it. More COVID news than anything else, which is a bit crappy, but we'll get into that. Uh, a couple of good games. Only three today, so we'll cover those in the NBA Australia game wraps. There's That's Not a Knife. All mate, no mate, spot of the night. Dickhead of the week. It is Friday. I think that's a replaced with uh, Legend of the Week as well. Got a good one. Uh, we've got some yeah, Nas. Almost all paces related. That's weird. Uh, unpopular opinion of the day in our back take house, where we're serving up a flame grill take. Uh, we've got the Australian Player Watch. Good to see Rock'em, Sock'em, Jock'em, Landau crush it in the G League today. And uh, we've got a Luke Longley Memorial bloke who just does their bloody job. And we'll preview and pick every single game for the weekend before we finish off. That's right. With a brand new Cooking with Bonesy. What? He's back. I love it. I'm excited. All right, episode 717 of NBA Australia. Let's go. All right, support for NBA Australia is brought to you by Manscaped, the men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world out here. Helping you make your pain look good. Manscaped, they offer precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, and they just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0, all across Australia and New Zealand. That's right, 4.0. It's better than one, two, or three. But there's a whole bunch of other men's grooming products. Basically, you can join over 2 million men worldwide, including myself, my old man, Gaz, co-host of NFL Australia, who trusts Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code Straya at manscaped.com. Seriously, we got to be uh, some of the first folks to try the 4.0. Love it. Bloody love it. It's awesome. It all comes down to the simple idea of, look, it's pretty neat, but the uh, effects that it has, right? It's got the light. It's got the wireless charging. It's waterproof. And the advanced skin-safe technology makes sure it's just like this house. No bloody nicks. I love it. You just go to town, you're just like, nah, no worries, mate. It's all about the confidence when you're having a crack too. So you can get right into it. If you've been shaving your nuts with uh, your face trimmer, that's gross. Grow up, get your own ball hair and body hair trimmer with Manscaped. You'll make me time the best time. Your balls will thank you and so will anybody else who goes anywhere near or around them. And that's what it's all about, really, isn't it? It's not just for us. Even though you feel nice and confident. With a uh, tight-looking package there, you can cut a Christmas tree into it if you need to. Put your initials in there, do it, whatever, whatever you need to do. I'm not going to judge. Either way, you get 20% off and free shipping with the code STRAYER at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use that code STRAYER. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. This is Matthew Delvedover, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Ah, you better. Or the COVID attack if you're the rest of the NBA. Uh, or, I don't know, a couple of beers and feeling a bit dusty. The squid wakes up at 5am. Uh, better watch out for that if you're me. That's right, Jimmy. I went to see Loser last night at Hotel Westwood, one of my favourite bands. You would have heard Craig from Loser on this year's show uh, in the off-season, which was awesome. They finally got to launch their new album, uh, I don't know, months upon months upon months after it came out, thanks to all the uh, lockdowns and stuff. So awesome night, plenty of tins. Of course, I get home. Uh, the squid's asleep. Babysitter heads off. I collapse into bed, out like a light, and it feels like 20 seconds later, the baby's like, Dad! I'm like, oh, God. It's like 5 a.m. Nappy change time. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Brutal scenes. <laughs> Brutal scenes over here at Casa del Lariamur. Either way, 
We'll survive. What a great show it is. Go check out Loser. They're the best. Uh, today, let's start today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Australia. Apparently with Jimmy just relating things. Also went for a run today and everything hurts. Uh, actually, how about we start with the Daily Whip Around? There you go. COVID. Yeah, it's still around. Don't forget that. <laughs> Dylan Brooks out for the Grizzlies today. Masai Jiri, in head, you know, the head of the Toronto Raptors there. He's also gone down with it. Rick Carlisle has had a positive test as well. So he's in the health and safety protocols, uh, which is pretty interesting because obviously he was coaching last night against the Knicks. Um, hilariously enough, Lloyd Pierce, uh, the recently fired former head coach of the Atlanta Hawks, uh, might be just in here to take care of the tank. What do you reckon? Put Lloyd Pierce in, sets him up for the tank, then Rick Carlock can bring it home just like Nate McMillan did. Um, Lloyd Pierce is hilarious. But the thing is, the Pacers and the Raptors have cancelled their practices as well uh, out of an abundance of caution, uh, which seems smart. But uh, there was a great and terrifying kind of stat where I believe it's the same amount of players and coaches have missed games, etc., due to COVID than we got last season as well. So a bit tough. Breakthrough cases, man. Absolutely brutal, isn't it? Uh, the roughest one, I think, might have also popped up for COVID because we got another bull. This time it's Jer- Derek Jones. <laughs> use your words, Jimmy. Derek Jones Jr. He joins DeMar DeRozan, Kobe, Kobe White, Javante Grant, and Mo- Matt Thomas. Uh, not the weird one from uh, the Mavises. I think his name is Matt Thomas. I think he went to my high school. Either way, <laughs> they are all in the league's protocols within nine days. So that's five players. They're already missing Alex Caruso. And Patch Williams, and they had to like pick up Stanley Johnson. I think they've got eleven players, and it's like, well, we might have to forfeit at some point. Jeez, absolute scenes there. So hopefully the Bulls are right. Just a team-wide outbreak, not great. Also not great. Kyra Lewis Jr. there for the Pelicans. Uh, you saw him go down yesterday. So I was watching that game. The Pelicans uh, win. Uh, we end up losing thanks to uh, they were winning at the time. Kyra Lewis goes out, and obviously they end up losing in overtime to Joker. Not the Nuggets, to Joker. <laughs> but Kyra went down and it looked bad. Like, he looked in just horrifying amounts of pain. And, yep, torn ACL, done for the season, obviously. Oh, man, that sucks. Good young player who hadn't really quite come along as much as you would have thought this year, but was sort of starting to put together a couple of nice little bits and bobs. And then, boom, this. So that sucks. So, prayers up for Kyra Lewis Jr. Miles Turner! Out there for the Pacers. Doesn't sound happy. I uh, was asked about him being on the trade block. He's like, it's clear that I'm not valued as anything more than a glorified role player here, and I want something more, more opportunity. Went on to say, it's like, yeah, I mean, look, I'm going to embrace my role as a role player here in a specific role and etc. but, you know. Well, uh, I guess we now know who's first cab off the ranks <laughs> in Indianapolis, huh? In the Annapolis. Uh, yeah, Miles Turner. May as well start packing his bags right now. When December 15, we've got five more days until uh, the vast majority of the NBA can... Uh, he traded Miles Turner. I reckon the uh, ties will be kicked a little bit quicker and earlier on him than anybody else on the paces. Joel Embiid left today's game with a sore side. Came back again, though, which is kind of nice. And uh, sticking with the Sixers, Ben Simmons. There's always just these weird... I mentioned it literally on yesterday's show, right? Like how there's all these weird fucky uh, news, inverted commas, uh, bits where it's like, oh, yeah, he would welcome a chance to play for Greg Popovich if it came to that, if the Spurs can get him, a. Eh? It's the same as like the one yesterday. It's like, oh, Luca would like to play with Ben Simmons, maybe, perhaps. It's like, what is... None of this is being said by Simmons or anything. It's just like weird reporting. It's like, ah, oh, well, Sauce is close to him. He says he reckons he'd be good to be coached by Pop. Well, we know how much, much Pop hates Australians, so I don't know if that's a great idea for Simo, but either way. Uh, yeah, keep your ears out. There'll probably be another, as the fines keep racking up, uh, there'll probably be another big athletic piece with Shams carrying water for Simmons and Clutch over the weekend. So heads up, you heard it here first. Let's do some game wraps for today, shall we? Let's fang through these. Game wraps, 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 game wraps. Utah absolutely beat the brakes off of Philly. Uh, they got straight killed. But he got straight killed. 118-96 in the end. Absolute masterclass from the Yaz. Um, it was a weird one, right? Like, in the first half, the Jazz were actually hitting threes. The Sixers were not. I think it was like 9 for 20 for the Yaz, 3 of 18 for the Sixers. And the third quarter, Philly were rolling. It's like, oh, we're back in this game. It was close. It was tight. 
George Niang is getting into it with Rudy Gobert. This stuff and uh, Rudy misses a couple of free throws. They just look a bit fucky, and it's like when you're shit faced on the beach and you're trying to make yourself understood, right? The Jazz they just couldn't buy a bucket. Oh man, uh, beers. You mean the beers in a bucket? Yeah, that one. <laughs> I think you've had enough, sir. Ah, I'll fucking tell you what I've had enough. Anyway, uh, the thing was, in that third quarter, the Jazz couldn't buy a bucket. Two of 11 from three. Curry's nailing threes. And they were threatening. And I'll tell you what, the Jazz, they just gave him the clamps. You want me to use these clamps? These clamps that I use every day in my freaking life, you freaking moron. I loved it. It was crazy. Because... As soon as they clamped down a little bit on D, the offense clicks a bit at the start of the fourth. They held them to 22 points in that third quarter when they really threatened to, like, kick the doors down and run over the top of Utah. It didn't happen. And then Jingles running the show at the start of the fourth quarter. Utah just steady, start nailing threes again, and off they went. It was an absolute fucking laugher in the end. You've got Embiid having a complaint at the uh, end before Doc puts in the bench with, like, four minutes to go. Oh, just ran over the top of them. Sixes, uh, Embiid ended up with 19 and 9. Came on 18 shots, uh, going up against Big Rudgebert and Hassan Whiteside. Uh, one of four from downtown. Seth the shit one, Curry, two of six from downtown. Ended up with 18 points and four assists. Uh, took a hard fall did uh, Tyrese Maxey, which is one of those ones where you're like, he was playing all right and then just got the old up in the air. Gets nudged a little bit in the air, not on purpose. And, like, his leg kind of goes out from under him as he's up in the air trying to land, and he just hit the floor. And just the weight distribution of his body just fucking cannoned his head into the hardwood. And how he doesn't have a concussion is beyond me. So, But he came back, uh, didn't look quite right, ends up 11 points on 10 shots. 17-6-7 for Tobias Harris, a.k.a. Uh, the Tobias. Hey, Tobias, we're struggling a bit today. Do you reckon you can get us 28? 19 it is. <laughs> in fact, today was only 17. Uh, but also, the Sixers bench was in struggle down today. 0 of 5 from downtown from Corkmaz, 1 of 6 overall. And 0 of 2 for Shake from downtown, 2 of 7 overall. And if they're not firing, even with the... Basically, the rest of this team is healthy, right? The Sixers at the moment. Everybody will sort of round into form. But yeah, they still need way, way more from uh, Corkmaz and Shake. Uh, George Niang against his old team wasn't bad. Nine points, uh, four of seven from da- uh, from the floor. But six of 33 overall were the uh, sixes. 18% from three. In this economy, what are you doing? Uh, the Jazz, meanwhile, went 15 of 40. Uh, yeah, I'm no math magician, but that's much better. Uh, 22 and six for Donnie Mitchell, five of 10 from three. He is absolutely laying waste to folks at the moment. He's kicked it up a massive notch the last two weeks. I think he had 30 and 5, 34 and 6, 35 and 6, 36 and 2, and then today, 22 and 6, he's gone 23 of 52 from downtown in that time. Holy shit. That's pretty bloody good. 17 points, 21 rebounds, 2 blocks for Rudy Gobert. He was a Talk about him later, but juice. Bojan had 14, Conley had 10, Jordan Jeremy Clarkson and Jingle and Joe Ingles. It's his time of year. Jingle bells, jingles bells, jingles bells rocks. Uh, both had 11. Uh, one of them did it more efficiently than the other. I'll let you figure out who it was. Hint, it wasn't Jordan Clarkson. <laughs> 14 and 12, the Sixers. 18 and 7, Utah. The Lakers! The Lakers! The Lakers stink! Oh, but Jimmy, didn't you say yesterday, that'll be fine, bro. Yeah, I expected them to take care of business on the road against a shorthanded Memphis team who also then lost another of their best three players today. Unfortunately, the Lakers stink! You're right. Uh, No Dylan Brooks today. As mentioned at the top, he's in the health and safety protocols. No Jar Morant. Apparently... No hassles for Memphis, because Desmond Bone and uh, Triple J absolutely fucking laid waste to this Lakers team. The way that it got away from him in the fourth quarter was absolutely gross. It was like, ah, they'll be right, they'll be right, they'll be right. And that's what I said on yesterday's show. That's what I was saying during this game. It's like, nah, the Lakers will turn around. Oh, shit. No. That was a brutal loss. It was an inept showing. Inept is the word that I keep coming back to. The D was atrocious. Turnovers everywhere. Memphis without two of their best three players, two of their best, like, you know, actual playmakers as well. They scored at will. It was just an indictment on how bad this Lakers D is at the moment. 
Like, Memphis were wildly resilient as well. Like, you always knew that the Lakers had a run in them, and they came, came hard at them in the third. They took a lead. But the Gurus just went, oh, that's all right, we'll clamp down a little bit more. Just turned it around, worked them. Just fucking body punch after body blow after body blow after body blow. It got down to nut crunch time. The Lakers, Lakers got, like, I think they scored. It was getting pretty uh, iffy there for a minute. It was like, you know, 14 points for a lot of this. They get a, they score, they get a stop. Rusty takes off the rebound. It's about a minute 40 left. And like, well, if we hit this one, we get a score here. It makes it interesting. Rusty launches a three. No other Laker past the three-point line. Misses so fucking badly. And I reckon the rest of the team must have been like, oh, okay, so that's, yeah, the game's over then, eh? Thanks. Thanks, Russell. Unbelievable. Desmond Boone got a three, like, straight after that because Memphis out-hustled for, like, the offensive rebound, kicked it back out to him. Steven Adams, bang. Bang three, game over. Unbelievable. LeBron had a triple-double, but it was one of the least convincing triple-doubles you'll see. 20, 10, and 11 with five turnovers, and he went one of six from downtown. AD at 22 and 8 just looked disinterested and got completely outplayed by Triple J, out-muscled by Steven Adams. It was just embarrassing for AD. Rusty, nine points on nine shots. Nah, man, I'll take this three, though. I'll win this go for us. You idiot. Six rebounds, seven assists, six turnovers. Gross. Tens for THT. He's Dino, mate. Avery Bradley. Malik Monk went two of seven. Two of six for Wayne. Wayne O'Ellington. They had six each. It's just Malou. He had seven points. He was a minus 16 in 22 minutes, though. This Lakers thing, I'm going to talk about it again later, but... I mean, what, what more do you want me to say? The Lakers... Grizzlies, 11 turnovers to the Lakers, 22. Yeah, that's how you win it. Triple J at 25 and 5. He was awesome. 23 for Bane. 5 of 11 from downtown. 12s each for DeAnthony Melton and Tyus Jones. Tyus Jones. Jarrett Culver, though. I feel like this is one of those things where you're like, you look around early in this game, Jarrett Culver is going off and destroying the Lakers. You're like, ah. Oh. Ah, oh, that's how it is. The Lakers are bad. <laughs> Jarrett Culver's tearing them up. He had eight points and just look fucking at home. Either way. Lakers are now 13 and 13. Memphis are 15 and 11. Just, they've won six of seven without Jar. It's absolutely crazy. And then finally, the San Antonio Banderas Spurs beat the Nuggets 123 111. Uh, Spurs are dominating this one from the start. They got up 18. I was watching this going, oh shit, they're killing them. Denver, though, look, they had that all the way back down to four, I think, in the uh, towards the end of the second. I think it was like nine points at the half. And then Denver just fought back, fought all the way, all the way. But I think. They got it back down to five around the start of the fourth quarter. And then Derek White in the middle of this uh, fourth quarter just went, all right, fellas, fellas, guys, guys, dudes, dudes, mate, 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 settle down. And that's exactly what they did. He put, he hit a shot, put him back up nine, hit another shot. Suddenly they're back up 11 and they held him off the rest of the way. Like Denver, more power to them. They just don't quit, which is gnarly. They've got Joker. Air Gordon and like not much Will the Thrill Barton and not much else, right? So, but good win for San Antonio. They definitely needed it too. I predicted this kind of yesterday. Denver on a back to back was always going to be tough. Joker at a 22, 13, and 10. Two steals. He shot eight of 19 up against Teenage Mutant Yaka Pertle. Will the Thrill Barton, he had 19, 3, and 4. Air Gordon shot nine of 12 from the four and had 25 points. It's one of those ones where you're like, yes, Aaron, can you do more? Like, you don't have, you're not going to have Jam and Jamal Murray. You've lost MPJ. Aaron Gordon, you're good at basketball. Be more good. Fuck. Uh, but not enough el- elsewhere for the Nugs, right? Like, Faku Kampat. So I had four threes. He had 12. But Bones Highland went two of 10. The Greens, Jamaica, Ja, Michael, and uh, El Jefe didn't do much. So they get rolled. The Spurs, DeJunte Murray was awesome. He controlled this game at times. It was unreal to see. 20 points, 8 rebounds, 9 assists. Even went 3 of 8 from downtown. For a bloke who can't shoot from downtown, apparently, that's pretty bloody good. Derek White, Derek Juan, 23 points, 9 of 14 shooting for him. 17 for Dougie McBuckets. Lonnie Walker, massive off the bench. 21, uh, shot 7 of 12 overall. A couple of moments in that third quarter as well where Lonnie just went, oh, nah, we won't lose this, will we? And just took off. Uh, Drew Eubanks, a.k.a. Drew Banks, 14 and 9, 9, and 7 with two blocks for Teenage Mutant. Jakob Pertle, you love to see it. The Spurs go 15 to 35 from downtown. Denver now 12 and 13. Oh, just slipping under 500 again. And the Spurs are up to 9 and 15. Good on them. All right, let's do an NBA Australia-approved performance of the night. <laughs> That's not a 
Knife. That's a knife. Oh, I just want to give this one to... Look, Utah were a fucking incredible. Donnie Mitchell, Rudy Gobert. Gobert just like sort of tanning Embiid. Pretty gnarly. Uh, a day after sort of ducking out of uh, trying to go against Cat. But this one, like Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr. and Desmond Bain. The like lack of fear <clears throat> that they had going up against the Lakers was absolutely fucking gnarly. And I mentioned their resilience. There was two, a couple of big times in this uh, game, first and third quarters, where they're just kind of like, oh, shit, here come the Lakers. And Memphis steady. Triple J was unreal. And Bain, like... I mean, we should we sort of shit on him yesterday because he went up against Dallas and Josh Green after crapping on our man Josh Green, so he can go fuck himself. But then <laughs> turned around today against the hated Lakers and crushed it. He was awesome. Bain went nine of twenty and five of eleven from downtown, so twenty three points, three rebounds, three assists, two steals, and a block. Absolutely crushed it. But Jaron Jackson Jr. in twenty nine minutes outplayed Anthony Davis just to a wild degree with his twenty five and five. With three steals. He shot nine of 18, as mentioned. Only two of eight from three. But jeez, he was a problem. And that was massive. Just think about this. The Grizzlies going against the Lakers, who are basically, you know, with AD, with LeBron, with Rusty, at strength. <laughs> the Grizzlies without Jar or Dylan Brooks, Triple J and Desmond Boone just fucking went hammering tongs at him. So there you go. That's the NBA throw pre-performance of the night. That was unreal. What a showing from the two young Grizz. Good on him. Spud of the night. Spud, 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 of the night. Spud of the night. I already talked about probably the key moment for Rusty Westbrook with that missed three at the end of the game where they still had a bit of a chance. Clang, three of nine for his nine points. Uh, but most importantly, six turnovers. If you've got double the amount of turnovers, Russell Westbrook, then you do made shots. I'm not entirely convinced that you taking the game-saving three, the three to get us back into it, is the correct decision. I'm just saying. I'll throw it out there. I'll leave it up to the mob to decide. But I personally am not convinced your six turnovers and your three main field goals <laughs> means that you're the bloke for the job. Oh, jeez. Who was Old Mate No Mates? Old Mate No Mates. 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 Who's got No Mates today? It was fun to see Rudy Gobert get dragged. Anthony Edwards, the Ant-Man, said that the best rim protector in the league is Kristaps Porzingis. What? The, the Zinger. It's extreme Zinger meal. Ant-Man. Loves a bit of Zinger. He's like, oh, anytime I go against poor Zingas, I don't get no layups. I don't get why we couldn't finish uh, We couldn't finish on Rudy. You don't put no fear in my heart. I don't know why. Jingles then ragged on Ant-Man. He's like, As, uh, did, he, did he get blocked by the Zinger once? <laughs> Good on you, Jingles. And uh, this was uh, sort of after the Wolves yesterday were calling out Rudy for uh, ducking Carl Anthony Towns and not, you know, actually defending him. Didn't really matter because they did kick the fuck out of the Wolves anyway. So it was a bit weird. And then you saw... Embiid just going, oh, fucking mate, I hate Gobert and I hate Whiteside. This is going to be awesome. But was very clearly hampered by his uh, sore side. So, look, Gobert just fucking being dragged through the mud for no real reason and had a fucking awesome game today. 17 points, 21 rebounds, a couple of blocks, crushed it. You know, had a couple of weird missed bunnies, but missed a couple of free throws. But still, uh, Gobert just, I don't know, it's probably the lingering idea of the COVID thing. It's like, yeah, you're a fuckhead for doing that, Gobert. And being French, I don't get no respect. And you know, that's just how it goes. Uh, the Stifle Tower. Uh, but all mate, no mates as well. The Rockets are 2-16 and 16 with Jalen Green. They're 6-0 without him. Oof. <laughs> Pantsing of the night's a very easy one too this week. Or today at least. What do you reckon? I mean, this is just the Lakers. They lost to the Grizzlies <laughs> without two of their three best players. I mean, the Lakers. The Lakers stink! There we go. Who was better than Lonzo Ball, though, today, Jimmy? <laughs> Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you will get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. We're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Derek White, 29th pick in the same draft as Lonzo, went off. 
He was awesome today. I mentioned that in the middle of the fourth quarter. Just settled everybody down, got some buckets, crushed it. He had 23 points. He shot 9 of 14 today. 2 of 6 from downtown, 3 of 4 at the stripe. 6 boards, 4 assists, 1 steal, 2 blocks, and only 1 turnover. Have yourself a game, Derek White. That was awesome. And uh, obviously without Lonzo playing today, he is better than Lonzo Ball. And finally, Dickhead of the Week. Dickhead of the Week. A little bit of a combo, Dickhead and Legend of the Week for Super Cool Bees. Michael Beasley is one of the most entertaining Twitter followers there is. Uh, I don't know, yesterday, day before, tweeted out 7.753 billion people on this earth and 7529999 can't guard me. He did miss a digit in there, so <laughs> I think that means there's 100 million people that can guard gut Michael Beasley, and then he corrected that. He said 7.73 billion people, and not even I can guard me. So he then, you know, fixed his typo. But the best part was, and this made him the legend of the week, by the way, every 10 seconds, another person that can't guard me <laughs> comes into the world. <laughs> I fucking love it. I just want to, I just picture Michael Beasley standing in like, you know, a maternity ward. Just go like, you know, push, push. Here comes the baby. He's like, hey, baby, you can't guard me. Sucked in, dickhead. And just runs off to the next room and does it to the next baby. <laughs> Great job, Michael Beasley. What a legend. Oh, I mean, you got to be a legend in your own head sometimes, don't you? All right. Yeah, no, it's right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, let's do some Yanaz. They're brought to you by thedailyliquor.com from East Ninth Brewing. If you're in Melbourne, party time. Big weekends ahead. It's only two more weekends, then it's Christmas. Just think about that for a second. My lord. Either way, go to thedailyliquor.com. Don't go outside or to the bottle and get the Omicron Percy IA. Bring the bottle to you with thedailyliquor.com. All the beers, wines, and cocktails you'll need, check it out. If you're banging the code STRAYER, they'll also throw in a free six-pack of the Dos Blocos XPA. It's a great beer. Drink till the cows come home. Great summer beer, too. Uh, so check it out now. It's for the Melbourne metro area with same-day delivery before noon. So go get around the dailyliquor.com right now, banging that code STRAYER, and get a free sixer on your mate, Jimmy. Right, yeah, Nas. Number one, would you trade for Miles Turner if you're anybody? Yeah, nah, fuck yes. Uh, if you listen to this show, you know that I've long had a, uh, I don't know, a bit of man crush on Miles Turner. I did also meet him very briefly uh, covering the Australia-US game here in Melbourne. And uh, one of those dudes where you're like, he's listed at 6'11", and you stand anywhere fucking near him, you're like, oh, shit, you're like 7'1", easy. Just like really uh, string bean kind of vibes, but just keeps going. Whereas you stand next to other dudes and you're like, ah, oh, yeah, I can see the 6'11". It's like when you realize that Jason Tatum is basically the same height as Dwight Howard kind of vibes, you know? Like Tatum is sneaky tall. But either way, uh, Miles Turner, he's only 25. All he's done each year is get better defensively. His like, scoring has kind of plateaued, but his three-point attempts have gotten you know above four for the last three years. And he's hitting him at a pretty bloody good clip, especially this year. He's at like almost 40%. Like... If you ask me, this is the dude that is like plug and play pretty much fucking anywhere. And if you think about, I mean, we talked about this maybe a day or two ago on the show. Like if you're Dallas, it feels very fucking much like Miles Turner would be the ideal sort of dude to put next to Luca, right? They need another playmaker, but also they, this is like Miles Turner is basically just a better version of the Zinger meal at this point. So I'd go and get the fucking Miles Turner and, uh, punt the zinger in a heartbeat so but i think there are so many teams out there that turner would be great for like you talk about portland like that's a great fit for him it's the only one that you know 
the only ones that probably don't need him are like ones with already dominant centers. It's like the Lakers, Denver, Philly. Just imagine how good Miles Turner would be on the uh, Nets. How about a Kyrie trade? Off you go. Uh, <laughs> next one. Is Reggie Miller full of shit? Yeah, nah. I mean, the answer to this one is always a resounding fuck yeah. Uh, but he was asked about joining the Celtics back in 07. And, uh, you know, it's one of those ones where it sort of gets lost in time. You know, like Reg, like it was a big story at the time. And, like, Reggie Miller had been retired for, what, like a year? year or two. It would have been, like, in his 40... Yeah, he would have been 40, 41... And it did pop up here and there. It's like, hey, do you want to join the Celtics Reggie and maybe win a title? And he said, I knew they were stacked to win a championship. It wouldn't have seemed right to be popping champagne in Boston when we, Indiana, grew up together, laughed together, cried so many tears together because we were so close for so many years. Oh, fucking give it a rest, you dork. I mean, just say, yeah, nah. Look, Indy meant too much for me to go do that. This verbose motherfucker over here. Just look at him. Um, so, yeah, Reggie Miller is full of shit. But last one for today. Yeah, nah. Should Reggie have joined the Celtics then? <laughs> yeah, nah. Uh, nah. I think, to be honest, and this was kind of my view at the time, I don't think it would have changed his legacy at all. You know? Like, at that point, he couldn't win a title as the best player on a team. Came close. Uh, you know, goes to a finals and never gets over the hump. And you sort of get that. But he's still like a Pacers legend. One of the better known players from the 90s and into the 1000s. The biggest thing really is like Malice in the Palace sort of just fucked Reggie over completely. And it sort of sucks. If he goes and joins the Celtics two years after he's retired, a year and a half after he's retired basically, does it change the way we remember him? Probably not. Like, if they win the title, he's on that team. Do you go, oh, well, he won a title. Suddenly he's vaulted up 10 players in the all-time rankings. Not really. Like, it feels to me like it would have been a bit Gary Payton, right? Like, Gary Payton, one of my most beloved NBA players of all time. I've got the signed Payton Sports Illustrated up on the wall over there. And Payton wins a title with Miami, don't forget, right? But it doesn't fucking change how we remember Gary Payton. Like, you don't go, oh, well, that's Gary Payton, NBA champion. It's like, no, well, you think about him as the glove first rather than... And Reggie Miller's the same. You think about Reggie Miller, eight points, 13 seconds. Uh, and what else? Like, a gun shooter? Gary Payton, we remember him for, like, the Sonics getting to the 96 finals. We don't remember him on Miami. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's a bit weird. Either way. Uh, what about... An unpopular opinion of the day. Wait, how many... Was it eight points? Nine seconds? I can't remember. Fucking Reggie. <laughs> now look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Uh, I don't think you can play the blame on the Lakers, uh, you know, sort of woes, etc. at the feet of Frank Vogel right at the moment. Like, you look at this team, and don't you have to sort of sit there and go, can we give him, like, one plus defender? Like, one. Because... They're fucking horrible. I think Worldwide Wob tweeted out, he had this stat that's like coming in tonight, there's seven combos of Laker trios that have gone at least 200 minutes together so far. It's like mostly Westbrook and like Bradley and AD, Westbrook, Mallow and AD, Westbrook, Mallow and Monk, etc., etc. Only one of them has a plus net rating and that's Russ, AD and Malik Monk, which is fucking crazy. So essentially you're saying every time we run like a bunch of different lineups out there, most of them that we've used for the majority of this season aren't good and don't stop the other team from scoring. They've got a negative net rating. That's fucking crazy. The flip side is it'd be nice if any of them could hit a shot. Seriously. I mean, you got to just hit... You've got LeBron, you've got AD. All you have to do is be KCP and hit some fucking threes. At the moment, TH2 is 28% from downtown. Rusty's 32% from downtown. Avery Bradley's 35, and Anthony Davis himself is at 19%. Like, you got to assume the Lakers will hit some fucking shots at some point, but THT at 28, Rusty at a probably uh, not ideal for him, 32%, because it'll probably drop down. AD's got to start hitting shots. Bradley's got to hit more shots. They just need one or two more dudes who can just do that actual 3 and D bit, because it's so fucking easy when you've got LeBron on your team. 
Look at all the wings he's played with over the years that, you know, have, he's won titles with. Shit. And at the moment, the Lakers just don't have those dudes. It's brutal. That's why, I feel like, you know, for all the Lakers stink early, like, that's why I was still so bullish on them yesterday because I think they'll pull it together. But I just don't think it's Vogel's fault. And you'll see a lot more of the Vogel chatter in the next couple of days. But they do get to play OKC and I think Minnesota or maybe Orlando uh, in the next couple of games. So they should be all right. But Jesus. Anyway. Outback Tokos for today. It's Friday at Outback, and you know what that means? Oh, yeah, four for one, two GIF. Just get a bucket. Just get a bucket of them. TGIF, ice cold, oil drum cans full of icy cold Foster's Lager. We'll chuck them in buckets for you, because it's just all about it. Getting a bucket. Can you buy a bucket? Yes, you can. Only at Outback, but it's full of Foster's. No prick back home drinks this shit, so we'll flog it off a new Yanks. Either way, today's flame grill take is the only way LeBron James is going to win the title this year is if he trades himself back to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Only at Outback. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Let's do it. LeBron on the Cavs. I mean, he might actually. Well, I mean, they do have a bit of a hole in the wing. He's a bit better than Isaac Okoro. Um... Also, I was alerted to the fact that my uh, Outback takeout from yesterday of just going, fuck it, trade Kyrie and bring the Zinger back to New York was co-opted, I believe, on like by Bill Simmons or some shit. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Come on. I don't know who said it first, but that blew my fucking mind. Oh, great minds, bro. Great minds. <laughs> Maybe I should get more of my mates on the show to just agree with me. <laughs> All right, Outback takeouts. After this. This is Shane Hill, and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, Australian Player Watch. Patty Thrills didn't play today, but Jingles did, going up against uh, George Niang and Matty T on the Sixers, a couple of his mates. Uh, 24 minutes for Jingles. He played his ass off. He was awesome. 11 points, 7 assists, 2 rebounds and a steal. He went 4 of 9 from the floor, but 3 of 7 from downtown. Won a big one at the start of the fourth. And uh, a couple of really good passes. A great alley-oop to uh, Rudy Gay early too. So good on you, Jingles. In that same game, obviously, Aussie Matty T against the Yaz. He had 7 points. Oh, came on 8 shots though. Again, 1 of 5 from 3. Matty T, you're killing me. Couple of threes, mate. Three of eight from the floor. One of five from downtown. He did have one rebound, one assist, and one steal. And uh, no one of the other Aussies are obviously in action today because Rock'em, Sock'em, Jock'em Landau was uh, sent down to the G League from the Spurs just to give him a bit of run. Uh, the Austin Toros, the Austin Spurs, I believe they are now. And that's exactly what he did. He had 26 and 8. Absolutely fucking caned it. On your Sock'em, Rock'em, Jock'em Landau. Love to see it. All right. The Luke Longley Award for this week. I actually wanted to uh, really just quickly hit on three people from the one game today. I really enjoyed just watching George Niang. Um, sort of does... I mean, I think we might have brought him up earlier in the season, but he kind of just does his job. Plays pretty just tough-nosed defense. <laughs> Always ready to shoot a three when you need him to, but will just go into the paint on the odd occasion, just be an absolute pest. And that's just his job. It's awesome. He knows that he's not a star. He just fills the holes that you need, and off he goes. Same sort of goes now for Andre Drummond. Like, I kind of appreciate Andre Drummond like being a really high draft pick, really well paid uh, over the years, and then you know is suddenly relegated to like backup center status, and has been doing a pretty good job. Like, I make I obviously always make the joke that Andre Drummond, if he's like playing for you and playing substantial minutes for you, then you've lost that game already, and most of the time that's uh you know played out. So. But he does actually get out there and in like limited minutes, as you saw today, was pretty fucking handy. So good on him for doing his job. And Jingles! I mean, this is the thing. It's kind of one of those ones where you watch a lot of the jazz and the Jingles impact, you can tell almost from the get-go when he's on one. And I reckon today, playing up against George Niang, who's like, you know, fucking best mates with and looks after his kids, etc. Jingles was on it and just did his job today. Kicked some ass, took some names, ran the offense, did great. So... Love to see it. Uh, the Paddy Mills Game Day Baller Game Day Twitter check-in for today is Josh Giddy. Go check out his IG stories. They're pretty bloody good. Um, so he's over there doing the NBAPA.com uh, slash 450 gives vibe at the moment, which is really fucking cool. So good on your gids. I mean, he's acting 
and uh, reading from a script. I mean, a bit more practice and he'll get there, but, you know, he's okay for the moment. But it's also just nice to see the Mop Top Mumbo out there giving back. So good on you. Go check out that. That's an inspiration. Giddy. Giddy up for good times and doing nice things. All right, game previews and picks for the weekend. Game previews. Game previews. Oh, thanks, inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. Excited for tonight? I'm actually excited to uh, just not go out tonight. Because <laughs> I think we're going out Saturday as well. So I'm going to hang the fuck out tonight. And, um, yeah. Going to see... What are we going to IMAX tomorrow and going out for dinner as well? Got the in-laws looking after the squid. Fucking good times. Because the old mate's been away in Sydney uh, for a bunch of this week. So, you know, your old mate Jimmy's been scramble dad. Scrambling from one thing to another, making sure he's getting all his shit done. Uh, right, we went two of three in the picks today. We missed on the Lakers. So, a bit of a tough one. But we're 204 of 372 so far this season. That's fucking awesome. Tomorrow we have... A rash of games. Sacramento at Charlotte, which is a fascinating game because it's wildly hard to pick. That's an undermanned Charlotte versus a fully manned Sacramento. Best of luck. <laughs> Charlotte are one and a half point underdogs at home. They play really, really hard, so I'm going to stick with Charlotte. I mean, they lost both those Sixers games. They came so fucking close to actually winning both of them that it was pretty crazy. So I think the Hornets are going to break through here and beat Sacramento. Dallas, they go to Indy. Up against their, well, not against their old coach. So Rick Carlisle doesn't get his, uh, you know, up against his old team kind of chance for a revenge. Uh, I'm going to take the Mavs plus one and a half. Look, Indy have been playing all right the last couple of games. Miles Turner, though, just throwing a wrench into that. I reckon Dallas come out and uh, beat them. One, plus one and a half. I'm going the Mavs. Brooklyn, a half point underdogs against Atlanta in Atlanta. I think KD and Harden have an absolute belter of a game against Atlanta and take care of them. So I'm going Brooklyn plus a half point. The Knickerbockers go to Toronto. There! Oh, is this going to be four straight underdogs? Holy shit. Plus one and a half are the Knicks. I think this is the one game where they maybe pull it together and get the best of Toronto in one of the Andrea Bargnani balls. Love a good Bargnani ball. But um, in terms of the Knicks, like you can see flashes of it, and then it disappears. I think if they can pull one together, Toronto might be it. Give me the Knicks. Uh, the Bucks, they go to Houston. They're eight and a half point favorites, which is pretty crazy to think. It's, I mean, at any other point during the season, this is like a 14 and a half point line. To tomorrow, eight and a half. I'm taking Milwaukee. I think they kick the fuck out of Houston. Houston, it's a fun story. It's a weird story. Milwaukee will just straight kill them, though, won't they? Uh, Cleveland, what? Cleveland, they go to Minnesota. Minnesota, after a bit of whinging, etc. I think Cleveland win this one. They're one and a half point underdogs in Minnesota. Again, too much size for Carl uh, Anthony Towns. I think the Cavs negate him and win this plus one and a half. Detroit basketball. They go to play the Pelicans. The Pelicans at home are six and a half point favorites. I'll probably stick with that. I think the Pelicans, they've been looking a little bit better and better and better the last few weeks. Uh, Detroit, big long losing streak. You sort of think maybe they've got a chance to beat the Pelicans. Just on the road, it seems a bit too much. I'll take the Pelicans. OKC, the one team that they can beat absolutely no problems, the Lakers. They play them tomorrow. They're at OKC. Giddy owns the Lakers. I'm going OKC plus six and a half. I say that now, and of course, the Lakers will kill them, but uh, fuck it. I can only go on past performance. I'm going OKC plus six and a half. Phoenix, they host Boston. They're five and a half point favorites. I'm going the Suns. Um, this Boston road trip has uh, been a bit of a horror show, so... I mean, apart from the massive, massive win against Portland, who are in disarray, I think the Suns will just take care of Boston. All right, Sunday, head-to-heads. Orlando, this is a 7.30 a.m. start Sunday as well. Orlando, go to the Clippers. Give me the Clippers. The Yaz, they go to Washington. It's part of their road trip. Uh, That's just down the road. They'll be right. I'll take the Jazz. Cleveland, on a back-to-back, go back from Minnesota to home to play Sacramento. Sacramento on the road from Charlotte. Go to Cleveland. I'm just going to have to stick with Cleveland. Chicago go to Miami. That'll be a fun one. Chicago with half a team. I'm going to go Miami, who also might not have uh, butts. and well, They won't have Bam, obviously. But I'll take the uh, heaters anyway. Memphis, they host Houston. Houston on a back-to-back. I'll take the Grizzlies at home. Feeling good about themselves. Golden State go to Philly. That's going to be awesome. The Curry brothers in action. Give me the Warriors in Philly, where they all started off. Denver, they go to San Antonio. Well, they stay in San Antonio. 
Jimmy, they played today, man, in San Antonio. So I think they're just going to stay there, eh? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> they probably won't go home. Uh, I'm going to take the Spurs head-to-head. I think they can win back-to-back. Oh, actually, no, I might change that. I think a couple of days off, Denver, get their heads right. Joker will come out and absolutely lay waste. Give me the Nuggets. Monday, we've got a 4 a.m. start on Monday. It's Milwaukee, Milwaukee. Here it's our Gonquin for the good land. In New York, at MSG, against the Knickerbockers of New York City. I'm going to go to the Bucks. I think they uh, go into MSG, put on a show, and kick the crap out of the uh, Knicks. Brooklyn, they go to Detroit. Always a bit of a danger game for Brooklyn, it turns out. I'm going to take the Nets, though, head-to-head. Dallas go to OKC. They're desperately going to need to win this one. Give me the Mavs. New Orleans at San Antonio. San Antonio after two games. This is a big five-game homestand, I think, for uh, San Antonio. I think they can take care of New Orleans, though. If they lose to Denver, Pop will sort of rest everybody. They'll win the next game. Minnesota go to Portland. I'll take the uh, Wolves. Portland are a rabble at the moment. Give me the Wolves. And finally, the Lakers with a get-right game against Orlando. Always a bit tricky. Orlando play tough. They play hard, but they are on a back-to-back, so I'll take the Lakers. And there you go. That's it. That's the weekend all previewed for you. Can't wait. Going to watch a crap ton of that. Oh, my batteries is going. Oh, geez. The iPad just dead. Shit. Whatever. Let's wrap it up either way. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, right. We'll be back on Monday. Yeah. Wrap up that entire weekend for you. Uh, and in the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Face IG. Check out NFL Stray with myself and Gaz. We chop it up each week about the NFL. Late one this week, but it's all right. World Wrestling Australia with Adam over on YouTube. Go check that out. He wraps up a great year for the Aussies in wrestling. Uh, and FWCIE on Twitter for links to all the fun stuff that he does. Get around NBAstraya.com slash shop. Get your merch, get your merch, get your merch. Merch makes a great present. Uh, and check us a rating and review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever app you use for your podcast, rate and review us, would you? Come on. You can make it my Chrissy present, bro. Manscaped.com. Use the code STRAYA. Get 20% off from free shipping. TheDailyLicker.com. Use the code STRAYA there and get a free sixer. And Knowable. Download the Knowable app from your app store. Bang in the code STRAYA and you will get 20% off as well. Big thanks go to all the bands from Oslo for the intro and outro song. Also, Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinator, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers for the tunes you hear throughout the show. Ramshackle have just announced shows up in New South Wales and stuff, so go check out all that stuff on Facey, Apple Music, Spotify, however you listen to your tunes, follow your bands, get around it. NBA Australia supports Australian bands, so should you! And we're going to close out today's show with a brand new cooking with Bainsey! How good is that? Alright, have a great weekend, you dickheads. I know I'm gonna. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would ya? And... Later, Hosen! Cooking with Bainsey is filmed in front of a socially distanced live studio audience. And now it's time for Cooking with Bainsey with your host, Aaron Bangers Baines. <laughs> G'day. G'day, yeah. <laughs> oh, look at this all there. Oh, nice and separated. Oh, I love having a live audience back. This is bloody great, isn't it? Oh, there's Cheryl. Hello, Cheryl. Look at you. Oh, you happy to be here. Oh, that's bloody great. Anyway, yes, welcome back to Cooking with Bainsey. I'm your host, Aaron Bangers Bainsey. Uh, just recuperating from fallen stuff and everything, but still out here chefing for you. And that's what we're here for in this here episode. I've been learning some new cooking techniques, and this one is an absolute bloody... Ripper. I'll tell you what, because today we are going to whip up one of my absolute favourites. It is an absolute delicacy no matter where you go in the world. You can have whenever that iconic classic. It's good for brekkie, lunch, dinner, midnight snack. That's right. It's steak. That's right. Bloody steak. That's right. I love me steaks. I'll tell you what. And you can follow along with my cooking method because it's easy as, mate. It definitely helps keep up this physique, if you know what I mean. Protein, baby! There you go. So, it is bloody simple, isn't it? All you got to do is go down to your butcher. His name's probably Vasily. Ask him to go, look, Vasily, give me two bloody steaks. And you go, what What type of steak? And you're like, doesn't matter. 
Just whatever tickles your fancy for silly. None of that Wagyu bullshit nonsense. Just give me two good-looking steaks. Two good bloody steaks. Now, make sure you've got a barbie. Some oil and some salt and pepper. And that's it. Fire up your barbie. Get her nice and hot. There you go. Hey, there you go. Yeah, bit of oil. Bit of oil. Yeah. Then season your steaks ever so lightly with a bit of salt and pepper. Just a bit of a pinch. There you go. And then grab your steak. Bang it on. Now, don't fucking touch it. None is. Leave it alone. Don't fucking fiddle with it. Just sit back, grab a tin, and three and a half minutes later, flip that fucker over. There you go. There you go. Hey. Now, leave it alone again. Don't fucking touch it. You heard me. You fuck. don't touch it. Simple as three and a half more minutes, and look at that. There you bloody go. Look at this one. Oh, can't wait to get stuck. Oh, but you can't. You've got to let it rest for five minutes. Let it sit there. Let it hang out. And that'll be perfectly medium if you want it. You can go rare if you want. You can go hardcore if you want. But either way, that, my friends, is Bob's your fucking uncle, isn't it? Look at it. It's an absolute ripper of a brekkie lunch or dinner. Fucking good old steak. Ah, oh, it's just bloody delicious. Oh, and look, I'm just going to get stuck with this one now. I will. <laughs> That'll do certain pressure shields. Don't you worry about that. Oh, if you know how to cook a steak, you're a long way ahead in life. That's all I know. And if you want to get fancy, have some veggies with it if you want. I love a bit of potato salad. Whip that up. I think we've done one before. So go check that out. It's fucking unreal. All right, how easy was that? Get stuck into it. Do it at home yourselves on your own barbie. You'll bloody love it. Learn how to cook a steak. And everybody will bloody respect you. All right, tune in to NBA Australia next time for a new recipe. And we'll see you then on the next episode of Cooking with Bainsey.